folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Will is your host. Thank you so kind of being a part of the show. We have a great show in store for you today. I think you're going to enjoy what we have to talk about. How is everybody doing? It seems like after all, just maybe, just maybe tonight we are going to have a... Uh, cross your fingers, but maybe just by tonight we'll have... A speaker, not anybody that we really care about, but there's a good chance that we'll have a speaker tonight. And we'll see what happens from there. How's everybody doing? I trust everybody is doing fine. Uh, it's the, you know, as my friend would say, it's the weekend baby. After a grueling, grueling week, but we are about to get started here. Um, I'm queuing up a few things that I need to get in line here so that I can make sure that all is set up appropriately and I think I'm almost there I think I'm almost there Democratic representative uses Jeffrey's nomination to highlight all right great I think I'm this episode is brought to you by Shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS you need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm there. I think I'm there. Okay. How's everybody doing today? I don't see all of my peeps in the house yet. So folks, please, if you're there, give me that message so that I can salute you right now. I have AVQ says... I am home. I'm just listening from Twitch. Gonna lie down a bit. I trust that your hematoma is doing better, uh, Rodnin. Let me know how your legs are doing. Make sure that you're, you're still doing fine, etc., etc., etc. Tom sees in the house, he says, checking in from Cloudy Mid for January Mid, Michigan. Also in the house is Lee Grant. Also in the house is Melanie Keelan, our resident from... Barcelona, Spain. How are you doing, my dear beautiful lady? Thank you for being here. Anybody else is in the house, make yourself known. Make yourself known if you are in the house so that I can give you your appropriate salute. Well, uh, today, is, as, as you know, uh, it is amazing that uh, we're still trying to get the house together. To date, it hasn't happened. It seems like it's going to happen tonight. Figured you'd ask. Doctor seems more concerned with the bump on my shin. Uh, fluid buildup on my calf and foot, which doesn't even hurt, than my thigh, which is absolutely killing me. Got to make more appointments for Monday. Doctor is sitting up, setting up referrals. Oh, wow. The, so there's fluid buildup on the calf on the feet. I wonder what's going on there. That must have been a real tough hit. Because that, that you, you really got some damage there, my friend. Anyhow, I, I trust that all is going to be okay, my friend. I trust that all is going to be okay. All right, we are going to start out today, given that I don't have anything from anybody who wants to get started on telling me things to say. I'll start with our first video. Our first video is going to be uh, the one that I told you I missed last night. So let's go ahead and do that, and then we'll start. We'll get moving afterwards. The saga continues. I, I mean, Cren I mean Crenshaw. Well, before we get into Crenshaw, the saga continues, right? Uh, speak. There is no speaker of the house, and it seems like 
Kevin McCarthy just can't get it. And the eighth vote just went through. And so far, 212 Jeffries, 201 uh, McCarthy, and Donald's 17, others 3, and President 1. What's going on here? Well, as it turns out, the, there's a small minority in the Republican Party that doesn't trust uh, McCarthy at all. You know what is so funny? Imagine if the shoes were on the other foot, how this would have been played out. The irresponsibility of the Democratic Party and much more. Yes, they're talking about the irresponsibility of, uh, yes, of, 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 of the Republican Party with McCarthy, but not in, the, not in the manner that's usually taken when it's something caused by progressives or otherwise. These guys are terrorists in the Republican Party. That's what they are. Terrorists in the Republican Party. 90% of the Republican Party wants Kevin. 90% of the Republican Party wants Kevin. Uh, they have the majority. Again, this mentality within, the Repub within Republicanism, where minority rules, even continues within their own party. Even within their own party, it continues. Well, let's, let's see... What might actually Congressman Crenshaw, Dan Crenshaw is a Republican from Texas. He's actually my congressman. I didn't vote for him, but he's my congressman from my district, District 2 in Texas. Check out what he had to say. Then we'll take it on the other side. Talk about those moderates and how they're feeling tonight about the Never Kevin Republicans. I want to share what Texas Congressman Dan Crenshaw said earlier today. They say their goal is some noble cause for the for the cause of conservatism, for the people, for holding the swamp accountable. Right. Of course, none of this is true. None of this is true whatsoever. Um, this is purely a play for more airtime and they're getting it. It makes us look foolish. <laughs> if I didn't know any better, it's like the Democrats paid these people off. Hey, let's pay them off. Let's make it look like the Republicans can't govern and don't deserve any gavels whatsoever. They keep coming up with the more and more ridiculous reasons. I love bringing up the example of Bob Good because I think he's one of the worst members of our caucus. This is an absolute dud. But he literally got up and he was mad at McCarthy because McCarthy took three weeks to call him after his election. Can you believe that? McCarthy, by the way, spent about $2 million to get that loser elected because he couldn't get it elected on his own. You know, Lauren Boebert, who just insulted Donald Trump just because Trump's supporting McCarthy, I mean, she barely won her election. McCarthy spent a bunch of money on her because she's not good enough to win in an R plus six or seven or whatever that is. You know, these members contribute nothing, nothing to our majority. They contribute nothing to the conservative movement. They don't write bills. They don't think about policy. They don't even know who Thomas Sowell is. They've never read anything about conservative philosophy or thought. They have no opinions on how to fix Social Security or the budget. Can, can we first start talking about the fact that Dan Crenshaw is somehow now considered a moderate? I mean, this is the guy who in his office has a picture of like Donald Trump rearing up on a, like a, a war horse. Right. This is not a moderate guy. This is a guy who wants to be in power. Right. That's what these people all want. And also, I have to say, for the quote unquote moderate Republicans, of which I used to be one, they have been complicit in all of this for all of this time. They have gone along with all of this. They all could have made sure that Donald Trump and MAGA and all of this stuff went away and they didn't 
do it. They were willing to go along with it because they thought it was the easy path to power. They thought they were going to take 50 or 60 seats away from Democrats this year, that this was all going to be easy. Think about this. Kevin McCarthy's PAC raised $260 million this year to get what? A nine seat majority and eternal humiliation for Kevin McCarthy. Like these people don't care. They don't care about any of it. They never have and they never will. It's all about now making sure Kevin never gets the, the gavel. What what else can he give them? Literally, what else could he give them? I mean, you just read off the, the, the list of things. Half those things don't go anywhere. I mean, he could just give them to him because no bat, no bill on half this stuff is going to clear the Senate. But at this point, I mean, he's given them his soul. He's given them everything he's got, and they don't want it. And you just say, this thing, this is what appeasement gets you. When you appease bullies like these people, this is what it gets you. Now, I can't disagree with what he has to say or what the pundit has to say. This has very little to do with uh, principles. This has everything to do with a small group wanting to assert power. I tell you what. If this is the beginning of what Republican leadership in the House looks like, buckle up. The nation is in trouble. And guess whose fault it is? Our fault. We elected these folks who have telegraphed to us for, for years that they do not know how to govern. It is our fault that these guys are going to be in power in the House. So I ask, what are we going to do? We should never again elect within this particular Republican Party another person with an R next to their name until there is some reform in what they call some sort of a conservative party. I agree wholeheartedly. I agree wholeheartedly. All right, folks, um, here's the deal. Um, notice what he said. You can't give a break to... Or just look at Gates and all these guys and think these are the culprits. Here's what Ro Khanna has to say. Uh, on January 6th anniversary, Khanna says insurrectionists do not belong in office. And they do not belong on the ballot going forward, said the California Democrat. Elected officials who directly aided and abetted the deadly assault on our nation's democracy on January 6th must be held accountable. All of those people who voted against uh, against certifying the election after each state certified the election. They are aided, they aided and abetted the insurrectionists, the, the domestic terrorists that attacked the House, and they should not have been elected to office. They should not have been allowed on the ballot according to the 14th Amendment of the United States of America. Democratic Congressman Ro Khanna argued on Friday, the second anniversary of January 6th attack, on the, on the U.S. Capitol that Republican lawmakers who supported former President Donald Trump's effort to overturn the 2020 election uh, laws should be barred from holding office now and in the future. I agree. Insurrectionists do not belong in office, Kana, California, tweeted. And they do not belong on the ballot going forward. Elected officials who directly asked or rather aided and abetted the deadly assault on our nation democracy on January 6th must be held accountable. Millions of Republican voters remain convinced that the President Joe Biden victory was illegitimate because Trump and his allies baselessly attacked the integrity of, um, of 
mail-in ballots before, during, and after the election. Complete lies, right? Nobody was able to find anything wrong. Trump's big lie that the election was stolen from his eventually culminated in a violent coup that he put together two years wherein a right-wing mob stormed the Capitol a bid to prevent Congress from certifying Biden's win. At least seven people died as a result. The this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Criminally insane. Uh, let's continue. Welcome aboard, Yvette Avery Herod. Welcome to Politics and Right. Michael Rodden. Lee Grant, Bridge MCP, how you doing, hermosa mia, per, la, la mujer más hermosa. Paul Fleming Sr. is in the house, as well as Lee Grant. And uh, let's see, somebody else I saw in here, uh, Daniel Ledo is here, Eric Hayes is here. All right, let me read some of your stuff before I proceed with the other video. Yvette Avery Howard says, afternoon, uh, PDR Posse. Michael Rodney says, I'm just glad the budget is set until September or so so that the government will continue despite Republicans not allowing Congress to convene. Lee Grant, in progressive thought, is progressive thought the centers equal terrorists? No, it's not. But what Republicans did on January 6th was terrorism, and what they're attempting to do in the House is a continuation of the January 6th terrorism. That's all. How do I justify that? Because it's the same insurrectionists that are trying to forestall the execution of our government. That's all. I think that's fair. Our Lee Grant's terrorism is not state actor political violence or other action that is meant to create a rule by fear. Are you the least bit worried what might happen in the interim until Republicans not allowing Congress to begin? It's amazing, isn't it? Lee Grant says, do PDR Posse members know who Thomas Sewell is? I don't know if all of the Posse knows it, but I know I know who Thomas Sewell is. Uh, in our in our domain, he is he's a he's a stooge of the right wing. He's a black guy who folks like to say they use him as the template, right? Because he's the one who agrees with all their conservative crapa. So yes, I know who Thomas Sewell is, and he makes very little sense when you understand what he stands for. I repeat, he makes very little sense. When you understand what he's, he's, uh, he stands for, he's just the tool of the right, nothing more. All right. Bridge MCP says, Department of Homeland Security has issued a bulletin declaring that false or misleading narratives which show discord or undermine public trust in the U.S. government institutions, a terrorism threat to the United States. I agree. One has got to agree with that, right? All right. Daniel Ledo says, uh, you will not question the government, you will comply. Mm, really? I don't think so. Bridge MCP says, I cannot put down all R's because so many are not like that. However, if they go along with it, then yes, I know. They're, they're not all the R's voted against certification of an election that was certified by all states. But the ones who voted against it were in effect uh, in cahoots with the insurrectionists on January 6th. Daniela Dosa is replying, exactly the same reason you will be brought before the tribunal 
for aiding and abetting. And you know what, Daniel? I am shaking in my boots. Oh my God. The tribunal might get to me. I don't know what to do. Eric Hayes says, oh gosh, Dems have been after the, and wanted to turn off people since 2016. Really? Bruce Pollard is in the house. He says, I am here. Welcome, Bruce. Uh, we got uh, Eric Hayes says, Omnibus uh, is false and unfettered expanse on pork. Really? Name me something that you think is pork. And then we'll talk. Michael Rennie says, Daniel Doe, persecution of politi persecution of political enemies, ruled by revenge. Yep, Trump did that, and you are projecting again those who are actually attacked or those who actually attacked our nation, democracy, cannot be allowed to remain in political power. I agree. Uh, and Michael says, not sure if anyone's even bothered with copy paste. Actually, we can see it. Bruce Pollard says, I know, but have a different opinion sometimes. Okay. There you go. I don't know who you're what, what I don't know who you're replying to, Bruce. Alright, hello relatives. Today's the greatest ever. That is from E2247. Every case is Biden going to El Paso. Now, why is he trying to play politics now after two years? Yes. Lee Grant says, Wow, at least you didn't call him a Tom. He is an Uncle Tom. But Uncle Tom, the, the, my definition of Uncle Tom is not the standard definition. Okay. Michael Rudnin, uh, New York Times, 147 Republicans who voted to overturn the election results. Thank you very much. I actually wrote about that as well. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, you wear boots. Where is your 20-gallon cowboy hat? You live in Texas. I don't know. I don't have one. All right, TPM. Mark Meadows exchanged texts with 34 members of Congress about plans to overturn the 2020 election. Wow, don't we have treasonous folks there. Daniel Ledeau. Again, the tribunals adding and abetting what? The preservation of democracy? While the GOP had been aiding and abetting the terrorists who tried to destroy the government and the people. Perfect answer, Tom C. And Eric Hayes says, all of the $1.7 trillion is swine oink. Really? Let's get rid of the $1.7 trillion and see how much you can get done in your community. Michael Rennie says, the question of whether Democrats have to go after the 147 who voted against democracy or the 34 who directly engage January 6th intuition, decisions, decisions. They can take either one I'll agree with. Just ignore Daniel is what Bridge says. And uh, Michael says, Egberto, when I ask for copy-paste, I know the person I'm typing to won't see it otherwise. Ah, Bridge MCP says, don't take the bait from Daniel and don't feed medicine to the dead. Ignoring him is best. Okay, we got another video to show. This one here is, uh, let, me sh uh, let me play, let me first play, uh, let's see which one I'm going to do. Let me go ahead and play this one first. This one here first. Watch how uh, this congressman nominated Hakeem Jeffries for the ninth time. But what he did is he used that nomination speech to prove and show that Democrats and progressives united have completed a whole lot of projects they have passed a whole lot of meaningful bills to the American people at the same time that Republicans are at war, at the same time that Republicans are talking issues that have nothing to do with the well-being of Americans. I, I'm telling you, with the younger people that are taking over the party, 
it seems like messaging just may be better. I spoke at a, a Democratic uh, club last night where I said one of the biggest problems that, uh, that Democrats, that progressives have, is that they are poor in putting out the narrative and putting out the narrative over and over again. Check this little speech out, then we'll take it on the other side. What purpose does the gentleman from California rise? Madam Clerk, I rise today to nominate Hakeem Jeffries for Speaker of the House. The gentleman is recognized. Vote after vote, Democrats stand united and ready to get to work on behalf of the American people under the leadership of Hakeem Jeffries. Vote after vote, nomination after nomination, Democrats are united. Just like we were united when we passed the American Rescue Plan to get our economy back on track. United when we passed the infrastructure law to rebuild America. United when we kept insulin at $35, passed historic gun safety legislation, and passed the PACT Act to help our nation's veterans. United when Democrats passed the Chips and Science Act to bring manufacturing back to America. United when Democrats passed the Inflation Reduction Act to reduce our deficit and protect our environment. Democrats are unified to tackle the climate crisis while Republicans are mired in their own leadership crisis. Madam Clerk, House Democrats are ready, willing, and able to get to work for the American people. We'll do so under leadership of Hakeem Jeffries, who has a plan for the American people. Therefore, as Vice Chair of the Democratic Caucus, I'm directed by the vote of our caucus to present for election to the Office of Speaker of the House of Representatives for the 118th Congress, Representative-elect from the state of New York, Hakeem Jeffries. Now, I tell you, uh, he did a perfect job by pointing out we were in power. We didn't have these battles. We got these things done for the American people. We are waiting to continue doing more things for the American people. If those guys, those guys who are unable to govern, those guys who are lousy at governing can ever get a speaker so that we can at least make an attempt to get something done in this country. Now, Eric, when you say blah, blah, blah from him talking, I noticed you didn't go after whether what he was saying is true. And what he's saying is true, even corroborated by yours truly's uh, Mitch McConnell, who showed that, that the, a bridge that, that several presidents have attempted to rebuild because it's a big part of our commerce got rebuilt. Donald Trump always talked about infrastructure week, never got it done. Bill, uh, 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 Mr. Biden, President Biden, talked about infrastructure doing. He did it. He got it signed, and they went and cut the ribbon to build the new bridge. So I don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. What it does when you say blah, blah, blah makes it mean that when the truth is, when people are telling you the truth, you have your, ear, your fingers in your ears. That's not good for neither you nor your own family. Remember that. Remember, if you continue to be, decide to be willfully ignorant, it's not only yourself you're harming, but your, your family and your kids, but hopefully 
your kids uh, will dis disregard much of what they've learned home that was wrong. But anyhow, continuing, Gene Daigle, welcome to Politics Unright. Bruce, welcome to Politics Unright. E2247, I think I saluted you, but welcome to Politics Unright. Gene Daigle says, uh, let's see, uh, let's see, let's see. In my opinion, uh, some Sewell writing has merit. I hear you, Bruce. In my opinion, uh, Sewell is a danger. Sewell is a danger to black people, to people of color, because he gives plausibility to white supremacy. I understand it, there's nothing new about what Sewell writes about when it comes to dependency and that sort of stuff. But what he fails to understand is the genesis, the genesis of things that occur in this country. You can look in the ghetto and say, why don't they pull their pants up or go to a palace? Why don't they pull their pants up and get a job? But if, because of the genesis of what was done, and that is what Sewell fails to really come to a conclusion of. He's a traitor, and I'm not talking race traitor because I don't believe in race. He's a traitor to humanity because he gives plausibility to white supremacy. That's who Thomas Sewell is. He's a failed pundit that's being used. That guy, I, I mean... Trust me, I prefer Trump over Thomas Sewell. I prefer Donald Trump over Thomas Sewell because Thomas Sewell comes out like an intellect. Donald Trump, everybody knows he's dumb. So nothing that he says makes you, you bother about it. But when Thomas Sewell speaks, because it has an intellectual backing, some people tend to believe it. He's, an, he's, a, he's a character that deserves no recognition whatsoever in this space, in my humble opinion. All right, now that I've said that, let's continue. Uh, uh, let's see. My, uh, Michael Rodney says, The Republican Party only plans are obstructionist and culture war nonsense. Republicans want to make Americans' lives as bad as possible and then blame Democrats for what they're doing. But you know what's great, Michael? Democrats' plan should be to let the American people know what Republicans are doing and that, you know, they're doing it themselves right now because now they look like a, an incompetent band of buffoons, which, what, which is what the Republican leadership has been for decades. The problem is that in as much as that's who they are, they are very good marketers. The only reason Republicans can play obstructionism is because the people haven't correctly laid blame. Exactly. Exactly. We need to. All right, let's see. Get this guy up. Uh, let me get to a sensible statement. Uh, when GOP controls the House, at first act will be gut office of congressional ethics, the bipartisan watchdog that helps monitor and report uh, the ethics involved. Yep, you know, because they're corrupt, right? In GOP's new House rules, uh, gut an office of congressional ethics. Let's continue what we got here with Gene Daigle. Says, Michael Rudnan, you are 100% on point. The next two years, just like the way uh, Republicans conducted themselves the past two years, will just do anything to make it as bad for American people for POTUS 2024. But what, what they're not used to, they're not used to us, meaning progressive, holding them to the fire. That will be done. And if that is done, finito for them. All right, let's see what else we got here. BJMCP says, like when McCain chose Palin, just needed a woman. Yep. Uh, Michael Rensen, Egberto, Media Matters, uh, heartlessness on display. 
Fox host Greg Gutlove says homelessness is a lifestyle choice. Oh, wow. I amazing. That is something to be played. Uh, let me see if I can play that for you. Let's see if I can play it. How long is it? I'll try to play it if it's not too long because that Fox News host says it's time to let the homeless, uh, you, you don't get to live with us. Wow, let's see that. Oh, oh! there's no audio? All right, let me uh, see if I can fix that. Bear with me one second, guys. Let's see if I can fix that. Uh, I'll okay, I didn't realize that there was no audio. Let me see if I can fix that. I need to figure out. Uh, let's see, I must have turned the... Let's see what we got here. Uh, I would like to get uh, capture system audio. Yeah, that should have worked. Uh, let's see. Let give me two seconds here. Let me see if I did something that disabled the audio. I don't know. Where is the audio? That should have played, I think. Okay. Uh, let's do this. Do that. All right. Let's try this again. Let's see if it works now. Okay. It's never been easier to be a homeless person in Democrat-run cities. Why bother getting a job and cleaning yourself up when you can enjoy free meals and get high all day, thanks to liberal policies? Portland alone has over 700 encampments, and one woman there is actually bragging about the perks of living on the streets. How is it like being homeless in Portland? It's a piece of cake, really. I mean, that's why you probably got so many out here, because... They feed you three meals a day. You don't have to do but stay in your tent or party. Or if you smoke a lot of dope, you can do that. It's like you wake up, you go eat a blanche, get high. Go eat a blanche for lunch, get high. Go eat dinner, get high. And that's all you do all day long, every day. Doesn't feel like that's really helping anybody. It's not. That's why you see all the tents. I spoke with the homelessness outreach volunteer who shot that video, and he says it's time for some tough love. Sure, someone who's in the middle of their addiction is going to continue to say yes to you if you just keep handing them stuff, right? But what if you stop handing them stuff and says, look, I expect you to meet me halfway now. You know, change is difficult. But what I found is by giving a homeless person responsibility, they take that responsibility. Mm. So and you're saying beautiful. you usually don't hear that, Greg, from liberal politicians. Well, it's well, first, I want to start with the, the, the preface that we all have to do, which is we're not talking about people on the street who are there not by choice. Right. But however, we are starting to see that that is not even close to the majority of homeless right now. It is the transient lifestyle has now become glamping. Yep. It's like you can go, you can get a tent, you can live there. And this is what happens. And I think what's happening is even the outreach, the volunteers, the people that work with the homeless are saying, man, 
this is a, this is just a scheme. This is now people are just doing it because they can live above and beyond civil society, which I get. You know, I understand what she's talking about. No boss, no bills, no mortgage mortgages, free meds, free meals. But there's got to be some reciprocity to society. Don't make our lives hell. You can have your commune in the desert. Hell, I'll help pay for that. But you can't be on the street defecating. You can't, you know, scare the crap out of our kids, right? You can't make our lives a living hell. We get it. We understand that there is a, that you don't want to live by our rules. But then you don't get to live with us, right? It's like the, the, the it's like the parents cutting off the drug addict and kicking them out of the house, no matter how much they love them. Cities have to do this. They're homeless by choice. They are not your children. They are not your responsibility. We are paying for that responsibility, <laughs> and it's their lifestyle. We are supporting a lifestyle. It's time to stop. I will pay to create that lifestyle as an experiment somewhere in the desert. Tents galore, drugs galore. Hell, I'll visit. I'll be the mayor. <laughs> what do they call that big party in the desert where everybody... Yeah. Burning Man. Burning yes. Man. Yeah, yeah. this will be right. Smelly Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Greg says, you know, we're all paying for this. The taxpayers in Portland are paying for free tents. They're paying for free needles. They're paying for free food. Why stop? All right. Let me, I have some commentary on this. And uh, I have some commentary on this. First of all, as, as what a lot of good propagandists do is they put some truth into something to cover their hate, okay? It is true that you don't want to live with somebody defocating all over the place in the streets with tent cities. Uh, to you know, it, 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 the aesthetics are not good, etc. So I am with them to some extent that says we need some sort of order. Now here's what I said. Notice who they pick. They pick this woman who is homeless and has the right narrative. I get to say she's, she's high as hell. She's on dope. Yes, she's a high on dope. She can live there and go get three meals a day. There's no incentive for her to change, right? Notice what I said. There's no incentive for her to change because what you're doing is you're just, you know, feeding her and giving her these things. A lot of these people got there in the first place because the social safety net that we as progressives all support were not given to these people and they degenerated into this state. So while these talking heads here want to talk about uh, the free stuff these people get, what would have been best in the first place? The genesis of the problem is that there was no safety net to keep them drug free or, or to, to help them with their drug problems, to help them keep a, an affordable home, do you know what has happened to Portland, Oregon, and the prices of homes? It's ridiculous. You can't afford to live in, in a home. Then you get used to living in a tent, and your, 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 the things that you need change. It is okay now to live in a tent. It is okay to have this new lifestyle. But the genesis wasn't that that's who you are. The genesis was what the plutocracy did to you. And who kept on falling off? Of that tree. And again, so what I'm saying is this, is, this is how great Republican conservative propaganda is. They 
all of us are repulsed. If somebody were to put a tent in my front yard and defocate throughout the streets, of course I would be upset. Of course I wouldn't want that. Of course I wouldn't want that blight. But also, in the things that I'm supporting, the things that I want, is to prevent that eventuality in the first place. So we can be, we can be humane at the same time that we want order. Bruce says, capitalism is the cause of poverty, homelessness, not the cure. Thank you so kindly, Bruce Pollard. That's why I love that. By the way, folks, Bruce is going to be doing two shows a month at KPFT, environmental shows, and I'm pretty sure he will touch on many other subjects as well. He's a very bright brother. Uh, Just Security Podcast, Unfinished Business of the January 6th Amendment uh, by Pada Shah. Thank you, E2247, for that. Let me get back to the scroll. Uh, let's get back to the top. Let's get back to the top where I was on. Uh, Michael Rodney, you are 100% on point. No, that's, a, that's something I covered. Eric Hayes said, dude, the podium is a blow. No, it's not. All right. Lee Grant says, Hakeem Jeffries' dad, Leonard Jeffries, was a prominent of, was a proponent of Jeffries, is a proponent of of, of melanin theory, which points that greater skin pigmentation makes black people inherently superior to white people. All right, let's see what he's, what are you saying here. I am going to take your word at it, Lee Grant. I'm going to take your word that Hakeem Jeffries' dad said that. I can also tell you that others of a lighter hue have said things like that and worse things, right? And I'm not going to hold you accountable for that, Lee Grant. As I explained to the group I spoke to this week, I want to give people a chance to educate themselves. I am not going to hold what people say against them because I am willing to go into the education business. What I mean is to, we all grew up with bad information. When we are provided with good information, if we change, you're honorable. If you remain with the bad information that you have, then at that point, I judge you. All right, Egberto, well, that, I saw that one. GOP ran on bringing down the House, and they're doing it now. Yes, they are, but unfortunately, they will get, uh, they will get somebody tonight, I believe. Bra- uh, Bruce says, Fox News is the first, co- the first to cozy up to pseudo-Christianity, yet when it comes to immigrant crisis and homelessness, that which you do unto the least of us. Exactly, Bruce. Uh, figuratively and literally bringing down the house. There you go, bro. All right, continuing with the reading, we have Egberto Willis. So they got the worst of the worst, another puppet to fit their narrative. Exactly. Uh, Bruce uh, says, don't think people with houses don't get high all day too. Yes, they do, Bruce. We all know that. Hey, we, we live in a town where a lot of that is kept behind closed doors. Uh, Michael says, I'd rather have homeless person uh, a tiny home that's a solution which would work. Yes, giving people a home would be three times cheaper than... And, you know, you know I have a friend. Uh, such is a moral thing to do. I have a friend who bought a... Or not, he didn't buy. He lived in a tiny home. You know what? I, if I... Let's say I were to want to go into a mountain area or something for about three months. I would love a tiny home. It's, it's really tight. I mean, it's... I don't know, it's probably a total of no more than seven by seven or something like that, right? Real tiny and it's two-story and sleep upstairs and you have a refrigerator, all that good. The tiny home concept is great. It is great. 
I mean, I actually went to a friend and I spent some time in his tiny home. It is great. All right, continuing. Let's see what else we got. Bruce says, no, you can't do that on the street, but beef can spill billions of gallons of oil in the Gulf. Hey, Bruce, you know, I love you, Bruce. You're absolutely right about that comparison there. All right, let's see what else we got here. I'll say it again. Heartlessness on display, and you can expect as much more from Fox coming. I agree. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Coming down, coming down. YouTube has spammer again. Thank you for cleaning that up for me. Uh, Maywood says, good afternoon and Merry Christmas to everyone. Hi, I have a new video for you now. And this one is about accused sex. Well, check this out. Accused sex trafficker Matt Gates actually said something truthful on the floor today as he nominated Jim Jordan to be, uh, to be the Speaker of the House. He really tore into uh, Kevin Mac McCarthy. I want you guys to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. My colleague from California, Mr. Garcia, knows the incredibly high regard I hold him in. He is a patriot. I deeply, deeply admire him. But I must take some exception with some of the comments he made in his nomination of Mr. McCarthy. First, he said that Mr. McCarthy has earned the position. You only earn the position of Speaker of the House if you can get the votes. Mr. McCarthy doesn't have the votes today. He will not have the votes tomorrow, and he will not have the votes next week, next month, next year. And so one must wonder, Madam Clerk, is this an exercise in vanity for someone who has done the math, taken the counts, and is putting this institution through something that absolutely is avoidable? My colleague, Mr. Garcia, did not say this, but many of my other Republican colleagues have. They believe that Mr. McCarthy has earned the position of Speaker of the House because he raised half a billion dollars to get Republicans elected. People believe that one earns the position of Speaker by raising enormous sums of money, and there is no doubt that the individual that was nominated by Mr. Garcia is the LeBron James of special interest fundraising in this town. There is nobody better, but I would suggest that there are qualifications for speaker that are far more important. There are attributes that are far more important. Jim Jordan has those, and I am submitting his name for nomination at this time. I heard my colleague from California, Mr. Garcia, say that we seek pure selfless intent, and I could not agree more with that assessment. Mr. Jordan indeed is reflective of pure selfless intent. I don't know that the same can be said for the Republican alternative. Let's start with purity. Many of you have seen the reports that there are negotiations to determine whether or not on this side of the aisle there can be a deal, a meeting of the minds, a grand bargain that would allow us to proceed with the speakership. And I want all of my colleagues to know, regardless of your perspective on me, how impure some of those negotiations have gone. And I want the country to know the principal goal 
of the people who are objecting to Mr. McCarthy on the Republican side is that we don't believe the rules of this place unlock the potential of all of the members to be able to cast votes on individual bills and to offer amendments on Appropriations Act. And we're also concerned about spending that has ballooned our debt and borrowed against the future generations of American citizens. And Mr. McCarthy said, well, goodness to the objectors, a lot of you want to be on the Oversight and Judiciary Committee, and you never submit your names to be on the Rules Committee or the Appropriations Committee. And so, gosh, if you'll get a list of folks who are willing to come early on, mon- on fly-in days for rules and folks who are willing to take on the extra burden of our appropriators who work so hard, then I'll certainly work to do that. And so we endeavored in good faith and pure good faith to create that list. And then what did Mr. McCarthy do? He went out to the media and came to other members of the conference and said, see, they just want jobs for themselves. That is not pure. Selflessness. Selflessness is not selling shares of yourself to the lobby corps and then doing their bidding at the expense of the American people. But there certainly is intent, and it's an intent driven almost exclusively by personal ambition, and that ambition is paralyzing the House now. Madam Clerk, at this time, there is great trust in Mr. Jordan, and that's why I am nominating him, and there is insufficient trust in Kevin McCarthy. There are some who have been objecting to Mr. McCarthy who are working on perhaps changes to the rules, changes to circumstance that would convert the speakership from the great, awesome, powerful position it is now to more of a ceremonial position, almost akin to the speaker in the British House of Commons. I referred to it previously as a straitjacket that some of us were trying to construct with better rules and better personnel because we do not trust Mr. McCarthy with power because we know who he will use it for and we are concerned it will not be for the American people. We trust Jim Jordan. I nominate him and I'm going to vote for him. Yep. That's, I mean, look, this guy is despicable. This guy is uh, is an accused sex trafficker. Is what, you know, that's what he's been accused of. This guy has no soul. This guy is evil. But, you know, a clock is twice right a day. And it turns out that Matt Gates gave the perfect uh, the perfect articulation of who uh, Kevin McCarthy is. So for that, I'll give him some kudos. We spend a lot of time deconstructing, deconstructing the news. Absolutely the absolutely give him some kudos for that. I haven't heard a Democrat destroy El Senor Kevin McCarthy as badly as just did, uh, what's his name? Matt Gates. That was actually uh, uh, what I'll call an art form. Anyhow, yes, uh, Melanie Keelan, there will be a Ask Egberto Anything tomorrow, and here is the link. Uh, please, folks, go ahead and sign up for politicsonright.com slash askegberto. Uh, politicsonright.com slash askegberto, and we'll have it. Alistair Water is in the house. Alistair, how are you doing, my beautiful lady? Paul Fleming says, for the police to arrest a homeless person costs $31,000. To house the same person costs $21,000. And he can buy a little home 
for probably I don't know, maybe like a uh, I don't know, maybe a thousand dollars. I mean, at forty five hundred dollars for a tiny home or tiny house, starting at around that amount. So yeah, you're you're so right. You're so right. Uh, Michael says for anyone who thinks their congressman is clean, go check their funding. It's public record. You won't find a single Republican who take more from grassroots. Uh, small individual donors and unions that than they do for corporations and other special interests. Very true. OpenSecrets.org is, is the site. Uh, let's see. Maywood says, On the radio show this morning afternoon, I wanted to tell your guests that when proposing something like the new hospital, that they need to present it as an investment and not spending. That is a good point. Unfortunately, uh, they will... Look. Evil knows no bounds. And folks who would even stop a hospital from building, you don't think they know that, though? But you're right. That For the people, that's how we should present it. But for the politicians, they know what they're doing, Maywood. You know that. Uh, let's see. So for, remember, folks, tomorrow is Ask Egberto Anything at 1 Central, uh, 12 Eastern, uh, 9 Pacific, 10 Mountain. Uh, Maywood says, after all, if you don't invest in a company or a community, it will ne it will wither away. I agree. Or at least it will never grow. You're absolutely right. Brice Egberto, the picture isn't showing. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Here it is. There it is. I had the all my links out there. Sorry about that. Let me move that over here. There we go. All right. Now we got... Para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, Melanie Keelan says, thanks, Alistair. E2247 says, merging two dark money super PACs, converse, conver, cons, Congressional Leadership Fund and Club for Growth, the two shoehorn McCarthy and all the House GOP, you know, they're going to go for it. You know, McCarthy, one of the things in the deal is supposed to be that his PACs cannot go up against them, right? All my, he, he should sign that off because all he has to do is go ahead and create a third pack. And have all the money going to the third pack instead of the second pack. So ah, it's no big deal. Uh, they're going to cave and Mac it looks like McCarthy is going to be the speaker after all tonight. We'll see. Uh, let's see. All signed up. Thank you, Maywood. A anybody else in there, go to politicsandright.com slash askegberto. A-S-K-E-G-B-E-R-T-O. Let's get busy, baby. Let's go ahead and be a part of the deal. All right, let's see what else we got here. We got one more video to show, and here it, where, which one is it? The, oh, this one is lovely. Check this out. Well, folks, Jamal Bauman, uh, a congressman from New York, hits the nail on the head. You know, he's talking about the Freedom Caucus. The Freedom Caucus wants to come on the floor and sermonize. They want to have people believe that they are working for the moral, the moral truity of this Congress, they want to make they want to make sure to hold up all that is right. Unfortunately, the messenger has a problem, and ironically, we don't hear the mainstream media putting that out. How can these guys who want to drain the swamp, claiming they want to drain the swamp, who are the swamp themselves, don't get called out by a media that constantly just empowers them? by giving them the, the, the coverage that they are ill-deserved of. I want you to listen to what Bauman had to say, Jamal Bauman from New York, and then we'll take it on the other side. He's a disgrace, and he needs to step down. 
and he should not be casting a vote for Speaker right now. If he had any any inkling, any inch of integrity and character and leadership, he would step down right now. But he doesn't. They have no shame. How do they look themselves in the mirror? It's not just Santos. I mean, Jim Jordan was credibly accused of sexual assault, was nominated by someone credibly accused of teen sex trafficking. This is the mouthpiece of the Republican Party right now. Matt Gates, he talks about draining the swamp. He's a part of the swamp. He's accused of child sex trafficking. What are we talking about here? So Matt Gates, uh, Santos, Bobert, Green, they all need to step down in my opinion, but absolutely Santos should. Anything else? <laughs> no. I find it amazing that these are serious offenses these guys are either close to uh, 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 in, in concert with uh, and no one in the media constantly harped on it it was amazing during the Obama administration when Donald Trump brought up the birther movement etc 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 these guys jump on it and kept on asking questions about uh, uh, birth certificates and all of that when the fact that Obama's mother was an American. It didn't matter if he was born in Kenya, in Indonesia, and wherever else. It didn't matter. His mother was American. He's a natural born citizen. Did the media take up on that? Did the media say, well, this is not really a subject to be discussed. This is not a subject that we'll fool Americans with. Same thing with the, the Freedom Caucus. Does America know how corrupt they are? Does America know that uh, Gates has an issue where he's being accused of child uh, of child um, child trafficking, and know that he's uh, he's actually been in places with a whole lot of drugs and his friends. I mean, where is the moral center even of the media to allow these guys the platform that they have instead of since these guys want attention? being what, with what they're doing. Shouldn't the media also give them the attention for all the negative, the negatives that they represent? Folks, it is time for a change. It is time for independent media. It is time for folks out there to see things for how they really are. Exactamundo, time for them to see. Let's see, E2247, what is Jeffrey doing about that let's see macaroni there's nearly let's see there there's nearly a one-to-one -one overlap between the freedom caucus and the sedition caucus nearly every member of the freedom caucus voted against certifying the 2020 election these are not moral people they're not they should not be in congress to begin with and i i brought a story with that and i included some stuff from uh michael moore uh what let's see julie henderson says gop maga are expanding the national deficit. I want my tax money back. Anyhow, folks, we are coming close to the end of the show. So what I want to do is put my ask in. Please, I ask you so kindly to support this program. Uh, take a look at our KPFT program. Understand the kind of things that we do to ensure that we, that we keep people informed. We bring politicians in. Today I brought in uh, John... Uh, uh, John uh, Rosenthal, and we'll continue to do that. But if you want to support us, please support us by going to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Let's see, Egberto Willis. Let's see, Egberto Willis will try to, for my best to, uh, for Tom. 
Sis, my show up for my birthday. Yeah, it's your birthday. I got to remember that. And Michael Ronin says, time to go lie down as I should have earlier. See you next week. Michael, take good care of yourself, my brother. Love you, man. Just go take care of yourself, man. Take care of yourself. You know, we need you around. So anyway, you can support us by going to politicsandright.com slash PayPal. We need patrons, so please support us at our Patreon site, politicsandright.com slash patron, politicsandright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Alternatively, you can support us by clicking that join button on YouTube and just becoming a member. Becoming a member, it's like I want to give Egberto one coffee or two coffees or three coffees, or, you know, a month. Is that, is that something that's worth uh, help me do what we need to do and you just being kind and saying, I'll give you a coffee a month? Uh, likewise, uh, you can go ahead and say, support us by going to our store, politicsandright.com slash store. Get one of our t-shirts, get one of our hats, cups, all these things, and support us by buying our books. You learn a lot from the books. You can share your books with others because i tell you what there's a lot of time spent there i promise you it, it it will make you aware of things you never thought or things you thought you knew and of course check out my my new book uh it's called uh tribulations uh tribulations of an afro latino caribbean man racism didn't stop my smile hope or journey forward it's, it's a it's a cool book i i still have a couple chapters of most of the chapters are written and they're, they're online Ready and and I think uh, I think uh, Amazon is still giving away free stars to read it, so please go ahead and I ask you so kindly to try the book out. Politicsunright.com/slash/tribulations, Politicsunright.com/slash/tribulations. And when you're there, I want to ask you guys to please give us give it a check mark. In other words, go ahead and 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 uh, and, and star it and give a little this you know give a little say you like it or something. Nobody has been doing people haven't been doing that, so please go ahead and. <laughs> Start a book, and also please give me some um, feedback in the in the uh, comments area for the book. Um, again, uh, I trust that you will have a wonderful weekend. Please remember to sign up for Ask Egberto Anything. Uh, it, I'll put that link in there again. Thank you so kindly for being here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Unright, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.